welcome to the Babel Reel. It is early in the morning. Uh, 7.50, I've actually been up for a long, long time with my cup of coffee. So, um, I have Zumba this morning and I look a mess. So, for people that watch, watch the podcast. <laughs> um, I just want to tell you I have Zumba in the morning. I don't do it every day, but this is why, because I don't like actually being without makeup. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie's on. So I wanted to talk about something, and they're all listening to me. This is going to be embarrassing. Um, I have been using a term lately in personal conversations a lot about Arthur Murray at Ballroom. So what I want to talk about is being like a product of Arthur Murray, whatever that means. Um, I want to talk about it because I've been applying to get the job. I've been a student for a long time. Uh, but what I mean, I don't mean that in like a negative set the term itself just just saying it is actually sounds pretty positive but um I think that what that means once you've been there for a little while what that means is like there's uh, there once you're there either as a teacher as a student there's got to be sort of no drama and no feelings and it can feel a little bit like unrealistic. Um, it's an unrealistic point of view, even just to say it. But I want to say that I don't care who you are. You can't like everybody. <laughs> you can't like everybody. Um, but you can pretend. And... Um, what I was talking about in my previous podcast is like team teaching. So that's where this came up in conversation is that um, when in when the issue comes up with team teaching, you get sort of upset. Oh, my God, like you're teaching my competition. Um, and you feel a little bit like, well, that means that if I don't take a lesson with another teacher, that they can then sort of decide who they want to win. Your teacher can say, well, you're not getting good enough. <laughs> so um, we want to put all of our sort of, all of our goods, all of our um, stuff into this other person who seems to look better in practice or whatever the case. So it can feel a lot like that, but um that depends really on the person, on the teacher, on the student, the personality type, the kind of person that they are. I don't really know that that's a, like an Arthur Murray tactic. I'm not a teacher. I don't know what they teach them to do, but I, um, in business or whatever. So I don't know, but I will say this. It is, if you feel that way, it is not a reason to quit. Um, 
because you can still benefit from going to your favorite teacher, right? There's a lot of things that you could do to make those um, lessons better and excel from being with your favorite teacher. Number one, the dynamics between you and somebody that you really get along with is going to show on the dance floor. So that's number one. That's the key, regardless of whether or not you're taking classes with anybody else. And um, so what I think I learned is how you can sort of teach your teacher how you learn best. In other words, helping them help you. Um, and that's kind of like, it's kind of strategic when you think about um, competitions and, and strategizing to win. You wanna, I was talking to my teacher, Wesley, about this. It's like, we need to strategize. Um, our next competition. These things worked this time throughout the month that we were uh, practicing in all of my lessons. These things worked for me and these things didn't. And um, towards that last week, this is how I felt. So it's really important. I mean, they're not counselors. They're not psychologists, although some of them are college educated and really do know something about psychology. So, um, but but it's really not what they do and it's not what they pay for, but it is helpful. And if you're pro-am, pro-am, I don't know if everybody knows, listening to this knows what that means. So pro-am obviously is professional and amateur dancer. If you're a pro-am couple or team, um, one of you is pro, one of you is amateur. Um, but um, as opposed to two amateurs, right? You and your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever um, are partners and you decide to compete together is different. Um, but in Arthur Murray, a pro-am couple, and this is where it gets good, right? So the pro-am couple can actually go against the amateur couple, and but they don't go against pro because um, that's a different competition set just for the professional teachers. It's a whole different competition. They don't involve the students. But um, in that case, you, if you're pro-am, you kind of do have the upper hand. So going into these competitions, that's one of the reasons to dance with your teacher, actually. And I just thought of that. Whoa, big light bulb. <laughs> so um, dancing um, pro-am, there's a lot of advantages and in competition. Um. But I was talking about being a sort of product of Arthur Murray and how that can seem pretty unrealistic. But so a couple of things about the real of what we call the show, the Babel Road, the real of Ballroom Blitz. 
um, is just that. Um, so some of these ideals, some of these expectations can seem to be too high or whatever, but I'll get to the point. <laughs> Arthur Murray teachers don't assume, and Wesley tells me this all the time, I don't assume how much you make. I don't know what you do. Um, you could tell me you work at McDonald's, but you could be a CEO, you know? So he doesn't, they don't know <laughs> how much you make. Um, but the reality is, Anybody that knows anything about ballroom in general understands that a lot of the young people, especially, will work two jobs to pay for it. And um, so as a student, you're sort of held higher, I suppose. You're like high roller or you have the most lessons, or you're like a prize winner, you're the gold star. And if you're not, that's the goal, right? As a student, that's what you're looking to be. You wanna be a great dancer if you are, I'm talking about competitors, if you're a competitor. Um, otherwise, you could just take dance lessons and learn the cha-cha and, <laughs> And take it wherever you go to parties and, and it's not a big deal. But as competitors, there's certain things that you um, have, you have goals, things that you want to achieve. Um, as a teacher, you're held higher if you're most, if you're, if you have the most students who are most accoladed, I guess, the most accoladed students the most awards, the highest, if you are at the highest level of dance, um, you get promoted. Perfectly, so product of Arthur Murray, perfectly personable and most liked, all the things in the yearbook, but also best sales, cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, that's, what a product of Arthur Murray is, student versus teacher. What you, what the main goals are as competitors. But, um, so people pay a lot of money. It's like 130 something dollars per lesson. And what I was talking about earlier is that you can't like everybody. I don't care who you are. It's just not a possibility. And out of 100 students or five, five or more teachers, it's likely you're going to have an issue. <laughs> but you don't have to express it. At the same time, it's okay. It's okay. I want to tell you it's normal. In my opinion, it's a normal human emotion. And it's okay to have those feelings. And even to express them, but uh, you can't be going raging bull about it and like shooting up the plays and throwing stuff. That's not a good idea. <laughs> That's not a good idea. But your emotions are okay. Um, even with the expectations being very high and the sort of unrealistic ideas of 
of what a ballroom dancer is supposed to be. It's, it's still okay to be yourself and be human. Um, but because we come from all different walks of life. So some people will have two jobs to pay for these lessons and become the most accoladed students. But the largest group of people in ballroom dance that compete right now that are sort of holding down the fort or uh, what's the phrase? Holding the art form together through the pandemic is um, older, richer, um, sort of settled people uh, who have the time and the money. Those people, those are the people that are keeping it going. Um, and the majority of those people are women over 40. So I'm 40, but I have money, but I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself to be rich. My family has a lot of money, but me, myself, I'm not like really rich. Um, but I sort of am half of that. I'm half of both things. And I really get it on both levels. Um, so, but that's what I was, that's all I'm saying is that the real of Ballroom Blitz is many different things. You can't have it just one way or think that being either in Arthur Murray or in an independent studio is going to make you um, different as a dancer. You can only be your best self and dance to the best of your capability um, based on the skill level of your teachers. So um, you pay a lot of money. You deserve the best. What my um, mom was actually telling me is sometimes you act like this, and you act like that, and you're like, you seem like you you feel like you're entitled entitled was the like word that was like whoa what <laughs> i want to say that first of all when you pay that much money and they may not you know the owners and the really high level coaches um probably forget sometimes this is a lot of money and when you pay that much money you are entitled, I want to tell you, if you choose to do ballroom, you have to remember this. You are entitled to the best customer service that you can possibly get from anyone and everyone that works there. Um, it's, it's a high roller game. It's not, it's not like a $2 hamburger you know, where the ketchup and the hamburger all to the side and half of the bun is missing. It's not, it's not the same thing. <laughs> you deserve the best. And you have to remember that, that people will insult you. They'll tell you, oh, you're getting stuck up or this is, 
this is making you a different person and you're changing and you'll get all of that if you're from a different world. If this is how you grew up, it's how you grew up. But if you're from a different world, you're going to get comments that you may not agree with and, and wonder about yourself. But all of those things are normal. It's okay. And um, some of it, some of the expectations, not just from the studio or the teachers, but other people have really high expectations of how you're supposed to be because um, you, because of how they view the business, right? So that's fine, actually. That's normal too. Um, and it's true, you should probably always be at your best behavior. Um, if, if you, if you want to be liked, if you want to be the most liked, if you want to be all those yearbook things. But it's okay. You know, we're all human. You're going to have a bad week. You're going to have a bad month. You're going to have a bad day. And then it may not show at all. But... I think part of what we talk about on the Babel Reel is real human emotions and how we are affected by it deeply. Um, the, not just the things that happen in ballroom, but in life. And that in ballroom, there's people from all walks of life. So um, you can't expect people to hide themselves or pretend to be somebody else. Um, or live up to an expectation that is unrealistic for them. And as a product of Arthur Marie, whatever you think or feel that that is, <laughs> this is um, my opinion and how I feel about it. Um, as a competitor, I am a um, pretty, I don't know that this is a good term, pretty stiff, I guess. That's not, and I don't like that term because it can affect your dance. If you think about it too much, you don't want to be like a stiff dancer. But the, I get really um, serious and um, it affects me in a different way. I start to think about what other people are thinking and my, my Deepest thoughts just want to shut off. I don't want to think about all of that stuff that can kind of get boggled down inside of your head and make you um, nervous. So those are all the things that you try to handle like mental toughness that you need in sport, sports. Um, but that's a learning process. You have to do it different ways and learn what feels best for you, what works best for you. So I've been in three different types of competitions and that's, and I've handled them all differently. Um, I've only experienced a positive feedback and where I got a trophy 
it, I'm not sure that you can consider it a really big win because it was people's choice. I didn't get people's choice. I got uh, like a, an award for the video, for the making of the video. So it's, it's different. I handled it different. Uh, differently than I did my first competition and in this one it was live but um, when you're going against the people in your own studio you're going against them live it's not just in a video where you do it at different times so it was a different thing so I handled it differently and what I learned in those three competitions is that um, you're just, you're just going to go through emotions that you may or may not like regardless. And, um, they're all going to be different and it, it's, it almost doesn't matter. <laughs> it almost doesn't matter really how you handle it. Um, because you never know what's going to happen. You don't know. So you're just trying something new. I tried this this time. It didn't work. I tried that last time. It, it went okay. And um, so I don't know. Honestly, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't really know how to win yet. Because <laughs> I keep asking my teacher, like, what's it like to win? But um, I think that because every competition I've been in has been different. I've never been really uh, in the same type of competition uh, every time. So I, don't, I can't really judge how those things work for me yet. So it's all going to take some time because the pandemic has really changed everything it's hard to really figure those things out unless you've been doing it your whole life um but that's all I wanted to talk about that regardless of your age group or how much money you make or how much money you spend being a product of Arthur Murray means different things to different people and um, a, a ballroom dancer is not just one personality type. Um, and it's an unrealistic expectation to, um, you know, think that you're supposed to act a certain way or be a certain way. Um, to be considered um, anything, really, a dancer, a positive um, influence, a teacher, um, or um, the right type, type, I guess, Arthur Murray product also includes... Um, like how they hire. Um, are you Arthur Murray material? Are you ballroom material? Are you fitting for this business? Do you are you right 
for this studio and such and such. So that that's one of the other things is that I was a student in the stu- in this particular I'm in a student in the studio for two years. And the first year and a half, I was perfectly personable. I'm nice to everybody. That's how I view myself. But um, um, when I started applying to get the job and they kept hiring other people, um, I started questioning whether or not I was Arthur Murray material. Maybe it's, you know, uh, something about my personality or where I come from that that isn't fitting for the group of teachers. And you start to think about all of those things that gets into your head. And then you look around at the students and and um, and you see all of the differences between you and everybody else. It it makes you wonder. Regardless of whether or not it's true, it just is something that occurs to you, makes you think about, makes you think about it. And um, right at that moment, at that time, when I started applying for the job, it was like the pandemic hit and Black Lives Matter was a big deal. So I was going through all of that mental sort of stuff that battle that everybody else is going through and at this point um I'm kind of as Wesley says I am so over the pandemic COVID is like I'm done with it can we just get vaccinated and call it a day I I'm done <laughs> I can't stand it anymore <laughs> So it's not something that I think affects us as much because we're so used to it at this point. But, um, and now we have a new president. So these are all good things, but um, it's not the thing that's affecting me right now. I have other stuff in my life. I'm really, I've been sort of stressed and I don't know why I'm stressed. I'm only doing the things that I love, but that can cause stress too. So um, this week I am taking a break from my lessons and just taking the week to sort of finish my, my um, writing projects. And um, uh, when I was talking to my mom about all the things I'm doing on the website with Wesley and everything, she got very upset about specific matters and um, was concerned about how I was showing myself, how I was presenting myself um, as a student who wants to be a teacher. And so I just kind of wanted to do this, this talk about um, what, what the real is. And the real is, is that we're all just, human we have to like um especially right now when half of the world is unemployed still that um we can't be so judgmental and hard on people who they are where they come from and 
um, yeah, you're supposed to be positive and have a good disposition and a great attitude and be very personable. That's all fine and dandy. Um, I could do that all day, but I can do that all day if I'm getting paid for it. Um, part of what I'm saying here is that if I'm paying you, my expectations then are the more important, um, higher you know, are higher and they are more important to me. So I think that when you're a student becoming a teacher, if that's what you're interested in, there's a little bit of that confusion where um, in, in the sort of, what do you call it, when you're transitioning from one to the other, from student to applicant, um, <laughs> you, uh, there's a period of time where uh, you have to sort of figure out um, who's who's in charge. You know, what I mean, I'm still paying. I'm still a paying student, and I still deserve the best treatment, and I'm still entitled to my good customer service, etc. And that also means that I don't have to, if I'm not being paid, I don't have to be a certain way if I don't want to. Um, but as an applicant, my mom's point was, regardless of whether or not you're paying, you have to be a certain way and present yourself a certain way if you want to get the job. And yeah, well, yes, yes. So there's, there's some mix-up and confusion about what, what all of that is supposed to be and how it's supposed to happen. Um, but my whole point is just that we're human. And I was going through a sort of competitive thing in my mind. And so... I was dealing with all of these different emotions, trying to understand my place and what this means for me and how much it means to me. Um, you think about your future, where am I going with this? But I have so many other things with the show. What is the show supposed to be like? So in question of the show, it's like I have to um, figure out really what I want my reality to be. So then you're sort of deciding your own destiny. And it's, it's, it's a weird, it's like a weird place to be for me. But the average person doesn't have to go through all that stuff. <laughs> so um, for the average person, I would just say it's okay to have human emotions, regardless of how high the expectations are um, to just be a ballroom dancer and to apply to get a job. What I've learned in my 40 years or my 20 years of working is that you are hired based on your accomplishments and what they think they can do with you. Sometimes it's not even that you're more qualified. So if you're leaving it up to that chance and you just understand that 
then whether or not you get hired is okay. And you're going to be okay. And as long as you have other plans with your life and you're not just doing this one thing and that's it, Wesley is a ninja, for goodness sakes. In his free time, he's a martial artist. He does ninja training. Um, he's sort of, he's very athletic. He archery. He has so many different hobbies. He's a writer and a dancer and a piano, a pianist. And so a person is capable of doing so many things. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, trying to fit in under a big franchise names expectation of um, the kind of person you're supposed to be. Uh, that is the end. That is all I want to talk about. I will see you guys later. Talk to you guys later. I have Zumba class. If you want to sign up for my Zumba classes, you can go on my website. It is $4, not a lot of money, um, for half an hour. And if you want to see where I train or take a lesson with a Wesley and uh, either in-person or virtual lessons. He does virtual lessons if you're international. If, those are, if that's something you're interested in, you can go on the website and go to the Contact Us page, leave in your email, and we will give you all of the information. I will see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>